0: You're listening to BrumPod, the podcast for small businesses, by small businesses, discussing the topics that matter to you, because they matter to us, including marketing, networking, generating business awareness, as well as covering various business tools and technology. Brought to you by Brumiz Networking, the home of free, stripped-back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Welcome to BrumPod episode three. We've got just one topic for you today, and that is brought to you by Ewan, who is here with me, with Danny, which is all about the government's initiative of making tax digital. So, Ewan, over to you.
1: Thank you, Richard. I don't know about you, but I did notice something about tax going digital a couple of years ago, and i am ignoring it ever since, on the grounds it didn't seem immediately relevant to me and i've I'd, I'd got other things to think about but i was at an expo last week and there was a talk by morgan rich the accountants on this very topic and it turns out that it all starts next april on april the 1st 2019 uh, and it's something that affects people initially uh, in vat but it all We rolled out to include income tax and corporation tax about 2020. Yeah. Now this, um, yeah, we're, we're in the digital world. Everything is moving digital, so it can't be a surprise that tax is going that way as well. But what worries me is that I don't hear an awful lot of discussion about this. And what worries me even more is that I visited the website for the Institution of Chartered Accountants of England and Wales, and they are still trying to make sure that their members know what's going on so that they can tell the rest of us.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Which is is kind of scary.
0: Well, like you, I came across this a couple of years ago and actually was sad enough to watch a lot of the... um, government ministers being grilled in their little anterooms rooms about how this is all going to work and their plan to to roll this out and i remember thinking at the time this just isn't going to work because at the time they were talking about making their own software that everyone's going to use to then do tax returns four times a year uh, and i thought well th- them making their own software is ridiculous because their own self-assessment Website breaks every year, regardless of when you do it, not just on the thirty first of January. so I did think at the time that this just is pie in the sky it's never going to work, but now we've since found, and i hadn't i I thought it had all gone away, but it's only when you mentioned this the other day I thought, oh actually, yes, they are actually doing this then, um, but they are seemingly partnering with other third party software uh, accounting and invoicing. Companies like QuickBooks and free FreeAgent and that kind of thing that will be compatible with making tax digital, which I suppose is better than, yeah, than making their own.
2: I think that's definitely the way to go. The, the proprietary software um, solution is, is, is old news, really. And as you say, um, they, they will get much better results from having... Um, an API, which is what they're doing, and that's just a way for software to talk to their systems and, and pass information backwards and forwards in a certain format, um, and having software developers who have paying customers at the end um, giving proper support instead of either HMRC, well, they won't be doing it themselves, if they, if they were doing proprietary software, they'd, they'd get people in, but that would be eye-wateringly expensive because it always is and always goes over budget with government projects. Yeah. Um, and much less effective because you you don't get the same level of engagement from those um, contractors to the government. Um, the, you've got multiple layers of, of um, confusion and politicians in the way, um, whereas third-party companies making their own software and just making sure it complies with the the API um, will actually get results and, and get it working because at the end of the day, it's their bottom line and they're not on a
0: uh, not on a fixed fee yeah and that that is pretty much the only way this would ever work isn't it with with a p i or with third party software
2: it's it's the it's the way of the world now um and you'll you'll probably see other government services going the same way once they realize that um you know this really is the, well obviously somebody has got the message somewhere um things tend to filter a bit more slowly through government don't they on on this stuff but yeah uh,
0: so, you and what? what is the timeline of how this is being rolled out?
1: It depends. And if uh, a business is registered for VAT and above the VAT threshold, is April, 1st of April, 2019.
0: Okay, so stage one, April 2019, 1st of April, that's going to be when it's for VAT. So then stage two, how is that going to work, You and What's happening then?
1: Stage two is that it applies to businesses who are registered for VAT voluntarily, so below the VAT threshold, so that's April 2020. But the big thing is then that it's going to apply to income tax and to corporate sometime after April 2020. So anybody who is thinking that they're not registered the VAT they're never going to be they still need to bear this in mind just not quite so urgently.
0: So that, that's going to be basically for everybody else so sole traders partnerships yeah. anyone that yeah. isn't VAT that everyone is going to be basically affected from 2020 likely yeah. or not.
1: Yeah.
0: Jay, Jason what's your thoughts on the the making tax digital which kind of sprung out of nowhere again when Ewan mentioned it the other day, and it's now becoming a thing.
3: I think it's not so much the the technology. It's the fact that we don't really have a good uh, track record with governments taking stuff digital.
1: Yeah.
3: You look at the, the catalogue of failures you've had from sort of the NHS, passport applications, you name it. The, the biggest problem is system-wise... They bring in a new system. They run the old system concurrently with it because they know the new system's going to have teething troubles. So in the interim, HMRC are going to be doing twice as much work just to get half the processing done. And I can I can well imagine there's going to be a huge, huge problem. I, uh, I'm worried. I'll be honest. I mean, the, the one
0: thing we, we sort of briefly covered before uh, you came back Back online, was that the good thing is that we found now they're not relying on making their own software, which is what was mentioned when this was all originally announced uh, a few <coughs> years ago. They are partnering yep. with third party people like QuickBooks and Free Agents and all those sort of
3: ones to make them compatible with an API. I think it wasn't just the compatibility. The biggest problem you've got when you farm out stuff to a third party contractor is that you're then beholden to them. Uh, something as big as UK tax returns um, an in-house system meant that they could do whatever they want they can hire consultants they can tweak it they can change it you farm it out to a third party and that third party then decides they're gonna jack the rates up Uh, that's not
2: not how it's working though They've, they've got an API and multiple third parties can create their own software to be compatible with that API. So those third parties are now, um, the the relationships back the other way. The the government says, this is how it's working. Um, You make your software work with our API, and then you've got standard market forces making sure that those people at the far end actually
3: make it work. So at least there is the one advantage there that, yeah, when you said market forces, the fact when you've got people that are running their business as a business, they're more interested in efficiency and maximizing profit and not just a case of um just well it takes as long as it takes because it's an open checkbook
2: yes exactly and um if their customers say this doesn't work we're going to your competitor because their customers say it does work um you can bet it's going to be a damn sight more efficient and likely to work than if the government made proprietary software yes or farmed out of a single third party
1: as you say and in fairness uh hmlc has been cooperating with uh, a lot of these companies for years because PAYE uh, is going through a similar system already.
3: And is it working?
1: Yeah.
3: Actually, that's the important thing is that. Uh... You know, they've um, possibly the press make too much of a meal of it. But, uh, yeah, it's almost like they talk about uh, every new project that comes up. It's the team that bought you Terminal 5, the team that brought you Wembley Stadium. And uh, thankfully, when we had the Olympics, they kind of put those um, that kind of satire to bed. But then you've had so many um, technical uh, catastrophes whenever they put a new system in. And you think yeah. maybe they just need to bring in some expertise.
0: The, the page on the uh, gov.uk site, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, it lists all the software suppliers that they're using so far. Uh, they haven't numbered them, but I'm going to do a rough count so far of at least 30 or 40. Uh, mine isn't listed yet, so that's useful. Um but they've got everything from, I mean, there's there are so many here that I've never heard of, but Accounts Portal, Access Group, uh, I think they're probably the main companies that make software that is more easily known. EasyBooks, I've heard of that, FreeAgent, um, Cashflow, Cashflow with a K. So yeah, I, I think there will be probably a, a solution for everybody, or it shouldn't be too much of a shock for software most people already use to make it work with the new system. My My concern, which is what, was the main concern coming around at the time it was announced a few years ago, is the fact that it's now a case, or it won't be a case of just making a single self-assessment return at the end of the year, but having to complete some kind of form or submission four times a year. And that certainly concerned a lot of people because if you use an accountant, that means you're going to be using your accountant four times a year instead of one. Really bigging up the amount of work you're going to have to do every quarter to be compliant with the new systems i mean how how do we think that's going to happen in practicalities
3: well like most accountants are in a complete panic around january because of the um, the tax deadlines so we're we talking about four more deadlines is it going to make things easier or harder what's what's the, what were they trying to achieve by having it quarterly
0: from from what i remember they were thinking about sort of doing four three or four sort of smaller submissions of your current state of the business, but you still have to do some kind of additional report at the end of the year. Simplistically, in my brain, that just means that it's at least four times the work you can have to do per year just to satisfy their ideas.
2: Yeah. It depends but on, the, on the overhead work, doesn't it, really? I mean, if you're, if you're breaking down the, the transactions into quarters, that's obviously that's a good thing um, because you haven't got 12 months of nothing and then do everything now. Um, it, it's going to depend massively on how much overhead is required to submit that quarterly thing instead of the annual thing. If it's as much as as the work itself, it's um, it's not an advantage. But hopefully, um, the people yeah. who do these things will have thought of that.
0: Well, I mean, for the likes of me, and I think you as well, you and I still work all my accounts in a in a spreadsheet basis. Yeah. My invoicing software isn't. It's not cloud software, it's just a regular software that I've used for years for voiceover work, and I've now started using Wave for um, uh, Happy Content Co. work, which is cloud-based, and it's got far more potential integrations with other things. But it means potentially I'd now have to use another piece of software if Wave doesn't work. So expenditure and everything can all be tied into the same bit of software as well as invoicing. So I suppose if, in theory, that's nice because it means that if it needs to do a return four times a year hopefully it's a case of doing a couple of button clicks and then it's already and prepared but for a lot of people i suppose that could mean that it's uh, going to be a case of having to subscribe to new different software providers to to pay for the likes of quickbooks and free agent and other things if it's if it's only going to work with a, a smaller number of providers
1: yeah i think it's it's just about possible to carry on using spreadsheets but you then need it will automatically upload that to hmrc and frankly i think moving to you know a well-known accounting package on 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 the cloud is just going to make life easier
3: yeah but the whole it, point is, nobody brings in a system like this to make it harder. There has to be some sort of efficiency saving. Your quarterly thing, like the, uh, think of it like a sales bonus. If you get paid a bonus every quarter, you get a little bit of money and it's probably just going to get spent as quickly as it comes in. You get one annual bonus at the end of the year, you can buy yourself something nice. It's the same with the tax returns. Every January there's a scramble because nobody's done anything for the whole year and they dump a bag full of receipts onto their accountant who basically just about recovers from Christmas and is now spending the entire January earning his his salt. The whole thing about if they're doing it quarterly, so the idea is you stage it each way. You deliver a bit, you deliver a bit, and it's supposed to make it easier and smoother. So your January deadline passes with less panic, great. But if you're doing four times the work and you're having to pay for new systems and all the other stuff and the teething troubles, then there'll be a backlash.
0: Yeah. There there are many people saying that this is all happening a little bit too quickly, the the implementation they're planning needs a much much longer timescale to roll this out properly. On the SAGE uh, website, they've done a blog uh, about do you need to worry about mtd Uh, and there's a guy called brian palmer who's a tax policy advisor and a recipient of the hmrc's tax transparency award Uh, an expert voice on tax at the association of accounting technicians he says the future timeline of mtd will be defined by the success of mtd for vat Uh, and personally he says i think any further mandation before 2021 is a tall order he says, in fact, it's impossible unless ministers conclude very early in 2019 that VAT mandation has been a resounding success.
3: Which basically reads as, when this one goes south rapidly, we'll finally have the excuse we need to put the brakes on and do it in a sensible time uh, frame.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, so the, yeah, this one's going to be the test pilot, and when it inevitably hits the uh, brick walls that it will do, um, they'll then go, see, we told you, and now we need a sensible timescale. And if that is right, then that's going to be very unnerving for a lot of small businesses.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it is the the case of, you know, this is majorly going to hit the the one-man band kind of business. You know, like me, it, it's it's going to mean having to do things in a, in a pretty different way and having to get used to that pretty quick. And we say it's, you know, from 2020 onwards, but that in reality is just around the corner man we're practically in 2019 already yeah and it's going to be a a bit of a learning curve I think for a lot of small businesses or you know not just one man bands but businesses that only have a handful of people in them because we don't have you know dedicated accounting departments that can just deal with this kind of thing it's there's either going to be a hell of a learning curve and or an expense with with this kind of initiative I think
1: yeah i mean I, I i think that any that's already doing the vat returns and has decent accounting software i don't think it's going to be a major problem they're going to have to upgrade their software but that's about it at yeah. this stage but the um income tax corporation tax is, is going to be much more of a problem but the people who are really going to be in trouble are the people who are still using a paper-based system And the
3: problem is there's a lot of them. My grown-up job is self-storage. That's access self-storage, folks.
1: But we
3: get a lot of small businesses. These people do not even VAT register. That's like going into Narnia for them. They will cap their turnover so they stay below the the VAT threshold. They will not take on a second employee because, well, a first employee, because they're worried about auto-enrolment and health and safety and HR and policies and procedures. And we're asking these people to start investing in software and getting to grips with official tax. And all they really want to do is uh, put a spreadsheet through that says they made a loss in their first year because of all their setups and overheads and pay as little tax as possible. And I know HMRC is setting this up to try and avoid the situation where businesses are evading tax. But you are asking a lot of businesses to do something that, they're not ready for yet and is that going to stop people growing their business it's possible
2: Uh, the flip side of that as well is should we let those people hold big businesses back or even the medium and you know small but not tiny businesses Um, because this is where things are going to go yeah Um, so we may as well get on with it and and get it right as soon as possible there will be teething troubles as you say but it's a it's a huge system change. You always get some pain. Um, You've just got to minimise it and deal with it as rapidly as possible. Um,
1: uh,
0: another the thing um, uh, this Brian Palmer says on the SAGE uh, website, he says, uh, the future is undoubtedly one where MTD is accepted into our business and personal lives like most other forms of online activity such as banking. It's worth remembering that the ultimate goal of MDT, MTD is to make tax filing easier and more effective for everybody. He said, this is a viewpoint Brian agrees with, although with a note of concern similar to that raised by the Public Affairs Committee report. Uh, Given that we are now only just over 12 months away from mandation for MTD for VAT, HMRC needs to be more forthcoming with clear direction and advice to software developers, taxpayers and their agents. So it's (coughs) more a case of making sure everyone is fully aware, which a bit like the whole uh, GDPR thing, which I think we'll save for another (laughs) episode you know that they need to be a bit more forthcoming with information because there's very little other than
3: when you mentioned it to me the other day this i thought this had all gone away to be fair when they present information like that i mean apart from the fact you read it beautifully it was the dullest statement that they put out no wonder we're saving gdpr for another time (laughs) it's i mean tax is dull it's dull but it's necessary and as, as Danny pointed out, if not now, then when. It's it has to be done. People will have to fall in line. It's not like technology has, you know, is inadequate for what they need. We've all got smartphones. We've all got laptops, apps. You show me a business that doesn't have internet these days. It's it does need to be done. Yeah, my fears about putting people off are they're justified because there are a lot of businesses that. Will have that fear of well, if I have to do all this, what's the point? Can I not just still work cash in hand and stay behind? And yeah, maybe it will put off the next great entrepreneur because they were going to they were going to do what they do regardless anyway. But anything that improves the situation, it, it's going to be worth a try. Yeah, it, it, it's the. Yeah, way I, the world. I'm not
2: sure. <clears throat> I'm but, not sure the next great entrepreneur is going to be put off by going, oh, I've got to file my tax return online. Um, That doesn't sound like next great
0: entrepreneur
2: (laughs) material to me.
3: Well, it'll put off a lot of the Dell boys, but to be fair, Alan Sugar was always described himself as a bit of a Dell boy. Maybe that was a bad example. It could have been, yeah. (laughs) What about Richard Branson now? Oh, jump, jump back in Actually, there. just the edit that one. Tom, Ed. That's just yes. Yeah, so it's getting slanderous now, and my argument just fell flat as soon as I tried to use some examples.
0: Yes, the person that said those words are Jason Jones. Jason <laughs> Jones.
3: <laughs> crank caller. Crank caller. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think yes, it, it's it's the way of the world. Everything is going to eventually be online. That's. Inevitable. I don't have an issue with that in the slightest, but I, 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 am still, I still have a mild concern that it's just slightly ambitious to be doing it quite this quickly. I think I it needs know. a little I, bit I more think, time. I,
2: I think it's th- this is a mature technology. It's just one that the the government hasn't really used up until this point. Um, in the in the same way as the real world, it should be able to be made work. But you know, government.
0: It should be, but it, it, when I looked at these, uh, the live streams of their of them all being questioned about how this will all work, it was very reminiscent of the American Senate questioning Mark Zuckerberg, uh, talking about yes. technology they'd have no idea how it works.
2: Yeah, the point I'm making is this isn't some uh, bleeding edge thing that they're trying to implement um, earlier than they should. It probably is the right time for it, and it probably could have been done before, but... Um, <coughs> You know, off the back of Jason's point about should we hold off? I think we have been holding
3: off. Yeah, it's it's that thing that, it, it, you know, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, when he did the uh, presentation, you had a feeling that when he left, they said, look, before you go, could you just have a look at trying to set our printers up? You know, yeah. they just did not have a clue. The days are gone when the dog at my tax returns is going to be accepted as an excuse. But, yeah, we have to remember that this is not being implemented by the techies. It's being implemented by people that still don't know how to lock their own smartphones.
0: Yeah. Well, So I think the moral of the tale is let's just shut our eyes and hope for the best. That's pretty much all we can do. Well,
3: let's look at it. In a couple of years' time, we'll be able to do our tax return appeals in the Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh We'll have to see what happens. I think the worst case scenario is they'll just roll back the system and still accept stuff in on spreadsheets and old school until everyone's up to speed, but it's got to start at some point. And regardless,
0: I think everyone should still maintain a backup of all their accounting via uh, spreadsheets because when yeah. you're relying on any third-party software, you never want to give them full control and ownership of everything that is to do with your business, so always... Always have backups.
1: Absolutely
0: agreed. Right. Well, I think that basically covers episode three. There was a special edition just on that topic alone because it's a big topic and we have to give it a bit of airtime. So we'll no doubt cover this again. Or you leave, mean this is, is
3: live? This wasn't the rehearsal.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is live. Oh. <laughs> so we'll no doubt come back to this topic again as and when more information becomes available. Uh, let's hope that's before too long. Then, um, so yes, thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do subscribe and like us. And uh, do you like us? No, you probably don't like us. Well, I hope, we hope to you be fair. Like us. If
3: you enjoyed tax
0: return uh, discussions, then um, you really should get out more. Yes. <laughs> but there we go. But yes, Please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and/or your other favourite podcast platform of choice. And we'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to Brumpod. The podcast for small businesses by small businesses. Brought to you by Brummies Networking, the home of free, stripped back business networking. Produced by Happy Content Co. Follow us on Twitter at Brumpod. You can subscribe to future episodes using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and several other podcast platforms. Just search for Brumpod. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please do consider leaving us a review. Music by Birocratic. We'll see you on the next episode.